Good morning, everybody. This is Jeffy Kennedy here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. Also here with my first cup of coffee, which I'm clearly eager to get in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's good too. <laughs> okay, now that that's out of the way, today is Friday, woohoo! Uh, March twelfth, Monday is the Ides of March. If you are a uh, emperor, beware. If you're not, I think it's not a big deal. Uh, we'll do earrings first today. The uh, match. Siblings to the ones I wore yesterday, the little uh, enameled metal, you can see the back there, uh, crescent moons. These I think are cool because they're red at the top and then they blend into coppery shades with white at the bottom. And I think they actually stand out nicely because of that little spot of white at the bottom. I really like these. And because I like these ones better, these are the ones we gave to my mom which she kept in custody for many years. And I think she could correct me, but I think she never wore them even once. Uh, my mom is not one for like jewelry that isn't jewels, so to speak. I mean, she wears, um, she doesn't wear things like this. But uh, so when I went through my mom's jewelry with her and we, decided, you know, sort of did our version of Mary Fuck or Kill. And, but these were ones that instead it was, um, she keeps, I keep, we get rid of. Um, these were ones that I kept. I reclaimed them because clearly I had been the one to love them best anyway. sucking down the coffee this morning. Although I do feel good today. I'm actually feeling fully human today. I did not run on the treadmill. I wanted to, but I did the um, pendulum body test. You guys knew I was woo woo. And uh, it said, no, it wouldn't benefit my health. And I thought, okay, I'm just not going to do it then because uh, I did want to, I did want to, but um, I thought running on Wednesday kind of nailed me a little bit. So it's like, okay, being kind to my body. I'm being appreciative for my robust immune system. So, uh, here we are. Here we are then. Um, I have things to talk about, shockingly enough. Uh, one thing is, is I was listening to the Paper and Vices podcast. Hello. And somehow I missed this, but back in January, they, they didn't tag me. Why don't you guys tag me? Um, they had a podcast where they talked about, um, the fiery crown or one of the gals did. I don't think I know your name. If I know your name, remind me because it's not in my head. Uh, but she talked about reading the fiery crown and she said really lovely things about the fiery crown and the orchid throne both. Uh, book three comes out May 25th and 
and she said great things about my other books too, including Sorcerer's Moons. It's always nice to have someone who loves the Sorcerer's Moons series best because um, I don't feel like that one gets as much love. Uh, so I thought about um, trying to clip their podcast and insert it here so we could all listen to it together. And I thought, well, no, that's, I don't know. <laughs> you guys, it's like me reading you my, my great reviews. I, I know I subject that to you occasionally, just as I subject all of my friends. Uh, although usually I'll just like paste it and email them and be like, look at this one. Aren't I special? <laughs> um, I decided it was silly to post it, paste it in here, but I will link to it and you guys could check it out. It starts um, a little shy of the six minute mark, but their podcast is really fun. I hadn't listened to it before. So if you are into podcasts, which let's face it, I'm sort of preaching to the choir here. Actually, not that's not necessarily true because like I don't listen to many podcasts at all. I listen to them very selectively. So it could be that you are here just for me like my mom. I've tried to get her to listen to other podcasts on Wednesdays when she feels sad that it's no podcast day. And uh, I don't believe that I've sucked her into any. Um, so uh, it, I think it's fun to, to listen to the whole thing. Uh, so check it out. I'll paste to it in the notes. I really just loved everything that she had to say about the books. Um, she liked the things that I like about my books. So that's always really cool. And speaking of books, I, I've been meaning to mention, meaning to mention, uh, one of the many things that have flown out of my head this week, uh, that I've been reading, uh, Milla Vane's A Touch of Stone and Snow. You guys been reading that series? It's really a good series. I don't think I ever talked about the first book, which is, I think, Heart of Blood and Ash, uh, which in many ways is loved, I think, for being like barbarian romance and it was billed as that and so forth and nothing wrong with that very particular crowd for it. But um, I think it's really excellent um, epic fantasy, political intrigue, uh, plus romance. So I just feel like it should get love from everybody. Uh, and I like the first book but I like this book better. A Touch of Stone and Snow. Um, the, the heroine is very interesting. She's a warrior woman, which is always nice to read. You know how I am about like when there's heroines who don't actually do anything. And she is uh, very much uh, a warrior and um, with a very heroic heart, sometimes to her detriment. And that's... Um, definitely an itch of mine. I like that. And uh, she kind of reminds me of Carowin from Mercedes Lackey back in the day. Nothing wrong with the classic, right? Um, but uh, yeah, the I'm at about 60% in and, and it had me crying. It had me crying and uh, the sex scene had me lustful and that does not always happen. I don't always, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a hard sell. Yeah, I'm picky. I don't know. Uh, but I was, I was really feeling for the heroine's pain and I hadn't been up until then so much, but, um, 
there's this really amazing scene where they uh, go to a village and she is unfairly accused of something. And boy, I was really feeling that unfair accusation. And then uh, her friends rallying around her, whereas before she's really been on her own. And now they've rallied around her and it was, um, I w it was a wonderful emotional moment. So it's one of those things, one, those of you who've been studying this stuff on like writing for your id and like, why do certain things get you? It's like, Oh, this was a good thing. A good one. And I, I, I'm going to note it down because it's like, this is something that's definitely emotionally resonant for me. Um, there's definitely something to the, uh, I, I sound like Rain Man, don't I? Definitely. Um, definitely an excellent driver. <laughs> no, I've distracted myself because I was going to say something to you guys about, I, I feel like I'm trying to find, I'm obviously inside today. We have a storm coming in. It's going to be snowy this weekend. So a brief day of sunshine, but I, I try to angle this so that you're not seeing my, isn't this awful? My whole little, um, scrawny Boston fern. It's really hard to grow ferns here and, and he's outside in the summertime and does better, but, uh, I should probably find him a different spot because he does look terrible being in the shot there. He's, he's my love fern. <laughs> That's what made me think of it. It's, uh, you guys, I should have like a, a point system for like my various movie and book quotes. And, uh, if you identify them, you can like send them in and win a prize. We should totally do that because I am segueing and I remind me to come back to Millivane. Will she do it? <laughs> it's mystery that we'd like to have a little bit of mystery intention here at first cup of coffee. So I got new books from St. Martin's. Um, they're going to be backwards, but you can figure it out. Nora Roberts, Western stars. See, I'm even reading it on the screen backwards. So if I can do it, you guys can. Suzanne Enoch. I assume that's how she says her name. Uh, hit me with your best Scott. Cute. You guys know how I feel about those kinds of titles. I, I know people love them. Um, I just, I don't. I sound like such a, a hard ass, don't I? I'm I'm just humorless, humorless in me. Uh, and then this book by new to me author Lily Menon, Menon, uh, Makeup Breakup, which I know nothing about. Love, romance, second chances, fairy tale endings. These are the things Annika Dev believes in. Her apps makeup. Her app makeup has been called the Google Translate for failing relationships. Hmm. Sounds, uh, huh, sounds intriguing. So anyway, St. Martin's books. Uh, there are also, did I show you guys this already? Maybe I did, you know, like the vaccine wrapped everything for my head, but I finally got in print copies of Dark Wizard. Yay. So I'm going to try to get these all shipped out this weekend. Um, astute listeners may have heard me promise this before, <laughs> but I'm really going to try this weekend, but doesn't it look great in print? I mean, there's this great depth to the image. I, I didn't expect it. It looks just fantastic. Anyway, enough about me and my favorite subject, my work back to Millivane. And why can't I remember this title on my own? A touch of stone and snow. Uh, and I was talking about just, oh, this scene and how it was so effective because 
the heroine has been on her own for a really long time. I'm really utterly alone, you know, kind of betrayed by everybody alone and um, isolated emotionally. And she's been struggling with repeated, um, trying to figure out how to put this without spoiling it, but uh, repeated rejection by the world for something that people believe that she's done. And, and it keeps tripping her up and people keep being cruel to her. And she's been struggling all this time. And so there's this scene where she hits it, it happens. And, um, and her friends, now she's got people around her and they rally around her. And I was just like, <gasps> it was, it was great. Well done. Well done, Melovane. Ah, all right. So Yesterday I was talking about vellum. I did my little vellum rant. Uh, and some people commented that they do use vellum. I appreciate those of you who do use vellum that you did not attempt to evangelize. <laughs> I think you wouldn't dare after I went on about it yesterday. But um, somebody else asked the question, what about covers? And And then there were also comments asking about just sort of like other costs and how long it takes to earn out. So we'll talk about this a little bit since there's interest. Uh, it's always great when you guys ask questions because then I know what you want to talk about. Um, so covers, I just hire out covers. Uh, I have friends who do their own covers. They really get into it. They want to spend the time on it. See, it comes back to the same thing. It's like, how much is your time worth? How much time do you have? And at what point is it worth it to you to hire out a professional service as opposed to doing it yourself? And there are some people, you know, they'll say, oh, well, I'm a control freak. I just have to DIY everything. I'm like, really? <laughs> Do you like slaughter your own meat too? I I don't say that out loud. I, I just think it. <laughs> um, it's, I, I don't believe in the, um, I'm such a control freak. I have to control, I have to do everything myself. You know, you can be a control freak. <clears throat> I got all choked up there. Uh, you can be a control freak and still work with really excellent people. Um, doing everything yourself is the apparently cheap way to do things uh, because you're not actually spending money. But you still have to figure in that metric of your time. Um, frankly, I think, and you guys know that I am pretty hardcore about this kind of thing because I believe that only writing counts as writing. I think some people use writing adjacent activities to avoid actually writing because we're always looking for reasons to avoid writing, aren't we? I mean, that's just the truth. Writing is... There's always that, you know, dread and procrastination attached to it. So I think people convince themselves that doing the formatting and the book covers and all of that counts as writing books. And no, it counts as publishing books. Um, if, you, if it's something you love to do, figure that into the equation. I mean, we need to actually come up with some sort of algebraic equation where all of these things are uh, weighed. And... Maybe I'll attempt it. We'll see. But you have to figure in what is your time worth? 
if you spent that amount of time doing something else, would it earn you more money or give you more satisfaction? So if you love dorking around with book covers and Photoshop and that kind of thing, if it fills your well and makes you happy, then by all means, do that thing. Uh, but if it is one more chore and you're just doing it because you don't want to spend the money, then just pay someone to do it. Uh, there are a lot of people who say that they can't afford to pay anyone to do stuff for them. Um, you know, I think if you're going to self-publish, you have to figure in that you've got to invest the money in doing it. You're already investing your time and time is money, right? So I remember my husband and I were sort of figuring out this equation early on in our relationship. When we were, when we met, we were both deeply in debt, uh, me from grad school and him from a divorce. And we were digging our way out of the debt hole and actually started making money again. And we had realized that, you know, we'd spent so much time doing everything ourselves, like to the point, you know, like we went out and chopped our own wood uh, and, and we lived off of the elk meat that he hunted. Um, my, my grocery budget was like $50 a week <laughs> because it was mainly like things that I would add to elk meat. Um, seriously. Uh, and that was with my two stepkids with us part-time. It was just a different way of living. You know, we lived in a cheapy apartment and got something in my eye here. So, you know, there are, um, hey, why are you doing this? It's like a little fuzzy in there. Don't look away if the eye thing bugs you. It's probably too late. I should have warned you early. There. I've been wearing contacts for a really long time. I'm good at that. So, but at a certain point, we realized that our time was worth more than paying someone to do a thing. And so you have to find that balance, right? Where after a while, it became more cost effective for us to buy a cord of wood than to spend a weekend going into the mountains and chopping our own wood because our time was worth more than that. Now I'm going to sneeze. Thank you. We're just going to have like the daily sneezes now for a little while. So uh, book covers, I, I hire them out because uh, there are people I use um, Revan. Raven, we've, we've, I keep meaning to ask her how she says it. She does R A V V E N, which is a, uh, a pseudonym, a pen name of sorts that she uses for her design and so forth. But she does most of my covers, um, unless she's too busy. I've used a few other people, but so the way the numbers come out is, um, that the formatting is $115. If you use BB eBooks cover is $425. I think she's a little bit more if you haven't been a long-term client, but that's about what I pay. Uh, I Right now, I only pay for proofreading, which is, it's by word count, so it depends, but it's in the neighborhood of $700. If you, um, those are my major costs for producing the book. I'm not figuring in advertising because 
that's very much going to depend. That'll just be up to you. Uh, but so for me to produce a book is usually in the neighborhood of about $1,200. And if I am doing everything correctly, which I'm trying to do, and and I am, important distinction as some of you have noted, uh, it's important to know that I already do have a pretty good existing audience. Thank you. Um, loyal readers who will pretty much be there to buy my book on release day. And I need to, if it's a $4.99 book, which I've done the last couple of books that way, um, you know, Amazon gives you 70% royalty of a $4.99 book. So that's about $3.50 per book, $3.49. Anyway, it shakes out to, uh, you know, because it depends. I make more money on books I sell through my website. The other retailers are slightly different. Barnes & Noble is giving us higher royalty percentage now. They're fighting a good fight. Uh, and anyway, it comes out to that I need to sell in the neighborhood of 350 books to earn out. Now, if you're a newbie author, you're going to have to spend more than that because you need to pay for more editing. I am skipping editing steps these days because I feel like I know what I'm doing and I feel like my beta readers give me uh, what I need for editing. Um, there was a very, very long time where I was adamant that everyone needs a content editor. If I were starting a totally new genre um, series world, I would probably hire a content editor because I don't feel like I know exactly what I'm doing there. But at this point with the books I'm writing, I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I did have uh, someone edit, kind of developmental content edit, uh, Dark Wizard. Jennifer Udden did that for me. Uh, former agent and now hanging out her editorial shingle. I will try to link to her. She's in the acknowledgments of the book too. Um, and we did a trade. Trade is good. Um you know, Grace is big on bartering. So if that works for you, that works. Uh, but so if you're going to have a developmental, if you're going to do the full run, and I know I'm going long, if you're going to do the full thing, um, then you need to pay for content editing, line editing, possibly copy editing. Sometimes you can blend those two and then a final proofread. Um, which can depend on how much work it needs. A lot of developmental and copy editors or line editors uh, do the, by a sliding scale, like how much time, how much of their time does it take to go through it? Developmental editing is when, or content editing, same thing, is when somebody goes through and says, okay, here's where the book needs help. Uh, that's, you know, like here's where the story arc could change. Uh, you know, it's sort of like you, you generally just get it as a letter, you know, like saying, okay, here's what works. Here's what's not working for me. Um, a line edit and a copy edit are not the same thing, same thing, but they can be combined. And they basically just drill down into sentence structure, grammar. Um, it can be really nitpicky or, it sort of depends on how clean you write. Um, some people write cleaner than others. I write very clean and I'm, I'm very fortunate that way. So that's why 
I don't really need the content editing these days. And I've never really needed much line editing and copy editing. A good proofread will catch it all for me. And so I trim my costs where I can. Uh, you can pay probably $1,500 for a good content edit and probably the same for um, a line edit. I think you could probably, unless you don't write, unless your work needs a lot of help, you can probably combine line and copy editing. But I would say you need to budget in the neighborhood of like $3,000 for uh, for the whole thing to produce the book, which all in all isn't that expensive, right? But you know, it's interesting that these days in publishing, a very common advance is $3,000, right? So make of that what you will. Okay. So because I got into all of that, oh, and then you could figure out your price, whatever your cover price is, Figure you're going to get 70% of that per book and figure out how many copies you're going to need to sell to earn out. Um, and if you are a newbie writer, you may not earn out that first book very fast. It may take a long time. And so it's sort of like starting up a new business. You know, like the, um, the common wisdom is that if you're starting a new business, you should, uh, I think it's like you should plan to have two years worth of operating costs in place before you expect to earn a profit. I would view writing very much the same way, right? Uh, Self-publishing, um, you know, have that money set aside so that you don't need, you're not desperate to earn it back uh, for maybe two years is probably reasonable. And in that time, what's the most important thing you can be doing? writing book two, write book two, uh, get those, get more books out there. Um, a lot of people spend a lot of time, uh, pushing that first book. Um, let, let that first book go out and do its thing. You can spend money on ads if you want to. Um, social media is free for the most part. You know, look to build that audience, but one of the best things you can do to build audience is to write that next book and get it out there too. So even if it's, even if the first book's a standalone, the more books you have, the more likely you are to, excuse me, build audience. I'll choke time. Okay. I read really long today, um, but I'm happy to see you all. I'm happy to feel better. I did. I got like 1200 words yesterday, which was nice. That wasn't what I needed, but at least it was more. So today, today we are going to write all the words. First cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend, you guys. Bye-bye.